Hey ladies, how you doing out there, you gangsters and you senior citizens of the world? I just want to let you know that I'm here. I'm starting my new podcast with Anchor. It's free, so I thought, why not give it a try? There's creation tools there that allow you to edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute my podcast, so it will be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, at home. During the coronavirus epidemic, this is where we're going to be. So, it's a mandatory call to action that we... Take anchor. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my bad. What's up? Oh, wait. That's Martin Lawrence. Listen. Today, I want to send a special shout out to the Obama family. If there were ever a family of African Americans that represent us well, it would be them. Clearly, he's going to be a historical legend. But I would just say thank you for carrying yourself in a way that didn't embarrass us. I'm so happy you didn't get up there in front of the whole world and act like James Brown. Although I love James Brown, but you're not an entertainer, and that's what you didn't do. So that's why I'm very proud of you. I'm also very proud of the way you handled the current president, Donald Trump, who, yes, I do believe stole the presidency from Hillary Clinton. And I would like to say it with all due respect to the political process. They knew what was going on. They knew what was happening. And just like they know about the coronavirus, and they knew it was coming, they knew what was happening. So, with that being said, I would like to cordially, respectfully, and proxily uh, introduce to you, once again, the great, the enormous, the awesome the beautiful Mr. Barack Obama, President of the United States for Life. Part of what makes this country special is that we respect people's rights to have a different opinion. I think there's a long history of sports figures. What do you think? Doing so. I don't doubt his sincerity based on what I've heard. You have to stand proudly for the national anthem. Well, you shouldn't be playing. You shouldn't be there. Maybe you shouldn't be in the country. The National Basketball Association. So you think, Mr. Trump, that you must stand for the national anthem? What if you don't have any legs? What if you're a paraplegic? What if you don't feel like it? 
What if you're tired? Come on with that bullshit. ...was the first pro sports league in the United States to shut its doors. Commissioner Adam Silver acted swiftly, without hesitation, to cancel the games. The same cannot be said for the 45th president, Donald Trump. Rather, the only time he acts swiftly is when he goes on the attack. Or on Twitter. serving as his best offense. So when Barack Obama tweeted a shout-out to Kevin, Giannis, Zion, Blake... Steph, I like Colin Kaepernick. players, owners, and organizations real. were setting a good example during a challenging time. A reminder that we're a community and that each of us has an obligation to look out for each other. Well, Barack's relationship with athletes... ...the player forgot but, that there was even a team in Oakland. Uh, that was Clay Thompson, by the way. Hilarious. Trump's the things that he said going to the White House is considered a great honor for a championship team that we won't stand for it. Stephen Curry is hesitating. Therefore, invitation is withdrawn. Not so much. Obama's incredible dancer. And Trump's is kind of used sport to kind of divide us. What would you say to the president if he's sitting right here? Uh, I would never sit across from him. He would never. He won't talk to him. Nah. Well, I had the distinct opportunity of being in the same room with Donald Trump, standing across from him, across the table, during an audition for The Apprentice. Now, I'm not going to lie. Before he became president of the United States and many, many years ago, I thought a lot of Donald Trump. I wanted to be his assistant. So, yes, I did try out for The Apprentice, and I think I might have made it had I had the unfortunate incidents of going to jail the next day after obtaining the information to stay in contact with him and his best friend. So I know exactly what he means by I wouldn't be across the room from Donald Trump sitting in a chair from Donald Trump because Donald Trump is an asshole and he does believe that he is superior and he does believe that one must chase and abide by his rules and chase after him and uh, to accomplish anything. He does believe he has the upper hand and you will bow down. I saw it. I experienced it. There's nothing else you can tell me about it. It's real. He's an asshole. Star LeBron James. Overnight, the president tweeting, quote, LeBron James was just interviewed by the dumbest man on television, Don Lemon. He made LeBron look smart, which isn't easy to do. I like Mike. And this was after LeBron James did something truly extraordinary brand new i promise school it is a joint venture between the lebron james family foundation and the Akron public school system not only is tuition free so are uniforms and transportation for every student who lives more than two miles away every student gets breakfast lunch and snacks college tuition is guaranteed for everyone who graduates there is a food pantry for families parents can get their geds and job placement services Thank you, LeBron. How important a bicycle was for young LeBron in escaping dangerous parts of his neighborhood. Every student will receive a free bicycle and helmet. Trump attacks, attacks, and attacks. He does it to rile up his base. He does it to discredit the other side. And as long as his side and that side of the aisle grabs their pitchforks at his every word, they act upon his, his wishes. While Obama welcomes teams to the White House, many others simply refuse because of its current temporary resident. Throughout all of this, there is a... So that's what I'm saying. 
There are two different types of people that have been in the White House for the last few years. One got rid of some bad people and one created some bad people. I can say this personally. How is it that I have such a strong love and respect for President Barack Obama, a man whom I've never met, and yet I met Donald Trump and find him to be repulsive, indignant, and just straight out an asshole. were fooled into a man whose blood boils with bigotry, a man whose cons outweigh any pros, including his failed businesses, all of his ventures, and a pathological liar. Like, how do you let a man who was um, extorting money or fraudulently receiving money from students for college, education, the most important thing on this earth is education, and you duped people out of their money and then became president of the United States of America? Fuck out of here with that shit. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. So with that being said, my State of the Union address is this State of the Union sucks. Donald Trump, we have coronavirus. We're dying by the hundreds. And you sit there telling us that you don't think we need a mask. What the fuck is your problem, mister? Are you seriously trying to tell me that you don't believe that this virus can spread all the way up to the White House if you don't do the right thing? Are you trying to blame the governors and the statesmen and the Congress and the Democrats for this virus? But wasn't China your friend? Wasn't Europe your friend? Wasn't Russia your friend? Aren't you the first president to ever invite our enemies into the White House? Do you really think that this is not a biological warfare? Do you really believe that China was trying not to get us infected. Hell, half of their people dead. You damn right they sent somebody over here. They'd be stupid not to. I would be wondering how all my people got sick and figure I don't give a fuck. I'm about to send somebody to every motherfucking country. Everybody finna get sick. If my motherfucking country gonna die, everybody country gonna die. Just like that. So, I don't know why people think that we're not in the middle of another war. They're calling it a pandemic and an epidemic. Me, I'm calling it 2020 apocalypse. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. And I'm an older person, around 60 years old. So I've heard stories about the World War One, World War Two, the Great Depression, the AIDS virus, the, the uh, measles, the mumps, typhoid flu. Now I have to live through the coronavirus to this man who's so worried about the economy that he forgot about the health of the people. Now he believes that giving us $1,200 is going to somehow miraculously, as he would say, uh, dissipate our problems. Man, you've created so many problems you cannot believe. This world is turned upside down. If this coronavirus was to end tomorrow, Three quarters of the world will have nowhere to go and know not what to do because more than 80% of the people in the workforce for this 6.6 million people who are now unemployed plus 
were Hispanic people that were actually illegally documented workers who can now not get their jobs back because they don't have those documents anymore. Now, is that a good thing to me? Uh, at the risk of sounding like Rush Limbaugh, I'm going to say yes. Thank you. You see, the coronavirus got people knocking on the studio door giving me toilet paper. This type of thing Donald Trump is calling economy. This is the great economy that he built. I'll tell you what. Uh, as I was speaking of a moment ago. This president Donald Trump has caused us to be a part of and have to and be forced to live through probably what's going to be the worst days in history. Right now, it is April 12th, 2020. And you know what's so fucked up? It even sounds weird saying 2020. Like, that even sounds weird. I just say, everybody, whatever God you believe in, take the time now to get down on your knees and kneel and say a prayer for those you love, for those in the White House that you don't love, for the pets, for the workers that are forced to work under these conditions, for the children who cannot go to school, for the grown adults that won't stay in the house and that are going to make the rest of their family sick, for all the old people in all the old homes across America who can't do anything but die, and for those who have been let and or allowed to die for no reason at all. A lot of people have been put on ventilators and now they're finding out ventilators are probably killing them. Really? Hmm. If you think this is not biological warfare, I don't know what is. It could only be one other thing. Is that the hand of God has now come down to show you that you are your brother's keeper. That great question that has been asked Year after year, time after time, story after story. Yes, the answer is you are your brother's keeper. So remember to put on your mask before you go outside. Wash your hands when you come inside. If you went somewhere where somebody may have coughed or spit on the floor, take your shoes off and leave them outside for a few days before you bring them in. You are your brother's keeper. You are your mother's keeper. You are your sister's keeper. You are your father's keeper. You are your cousin's keeper. You are your auntie's keeper. You are your niece's keeper. You are your nephew's keeper. In the name of Jesus, right now, I plead the blood on this disease, on this United States of America. And I ask everyone to put their hands together and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and we pray for the safety of America and for the president to come to whatever kind of conclusion or senses he needs to come to to stop this virus before it reaches too many people. In Jesus' name, I thank you and I pray. Amen.